Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. This week, we're covering a topic close to Jillian's heart, the Radio City Christmas Spectacular and its famous Rockettes, which, if you're a longtime listener of the show, have heard her reference many times. She's still waiting on her check from Radio City Music Hall, by the way. Making things even cozier is today's guest, Jillian's mom, Lisa, who has seen the show over 50 times, making her qualified to put on a one-woman reenactment. She'll take us on a nostalgic tour of past shows, give us her unfiltered thoughts on its evolution, and share her fondest memories of this iconic institution. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. It really is a huge event that... Any of our moms are on the show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You've laid down the gauntlet. I have to get my mom, Patty, on the show. <laughs> Hope she's not jealous. We've heard so many stories about the Radio City Rockettes and you taking Jillian every year. And I can't wait to dive into your thoughts on the show and also some uh, juicy memories you have of Jillian uh, attending as well. <laughs> can't wait. I'm going to give away all her secrets, all her Rockette secrets. <laughs> uh, before we go into the Rockettes, let's check in with what's making us feel cozy this week. This is kind of silly, but I was looking, you know, through the news as one does, <laughs> generically <laughs> looking through the news. And I stumbled across a story about Light Bright and that old favorite, you know, toy where you put little plastic beads on a board and they you make pictures out of light uh it's been inducted into the toy hall of fame alongside Mm -hmm. masters of the universe action figures which are you know he-man is what that is and Mm -hmm. it beat out finalists that included uh katan and a personal favorite of mine that i do hope gets inducted is which is pound puppies was a nominee (laughs) this year i was obsessed with pound puppies i really thought i was actually like giving the toy a second home. Cause in my head Aww. at the time, I really felt like every toy was like a toy story situation where they had like a soul or something, <laughs> Same. which I can only imagine Jillian, your, uh, Rockette dolls, uh, the, the things that they would do once you went to bed, they would just oh, start kicking all around. Wild all and crazy lives. Oh yeah. I guess it's, it's a cozy thing, but also makes me feel ancient that a toy for my childhood is now, uh, in a hall of fame. It's so old <laughs> that we're all yeah. remembering it fondly. I didn't even know there was a Hall of Fame for toys, and I'm curious who votes on this. It's a great question. I don't know. The the toy Illuminati, surely. <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently. Is gatekeeping Very cozy that. toys. I love the pound puppies, too. I think Mom Peyton had a few pound puppies. I think Peyton probably had 100 pound puppies. Yeah. Pey- <laughs> Peyton's my sister. She. We all had our little toys that we liked with themes, so Peyton was uh, puppies and, and animals. And mine, Mom, what do you think was more... You liked uh, fantasy things, like you always yeah. liked, um, like Little Mermaid or you know characters and, and stuff like that. You had your Titanic phase, yeah. 
<laughs> Wait, I want to hear more of this Titanic phase. <laughs> was, it, was this from the movie? Was she yeah. singing My Heart Will Go On all over the place? Or yeah. Well, yeah, and I actually found if, if some toys for Christmas that were t- Titanic-themed. I forget what it was. Some treasure box. And, oh, and I think I even got you that blue heart necklace. Yeah, it was a, mm-hmm. it was, it was a big deal. Oh, the one the old lady dropped into the ocean. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, oh yeah, very cozy toys, a cozy news story. And my pick actually is pretty related. Toys around the brain, I guess. Uh, last night I was scrolling around on Instagram and I found an ASMR account called ASMR Playroom. And the tagline is bringing joy to your inner child. And before I go forward, mom, do you know what ASMR is? No. Okay. <laughs> So, but I don't would you, I don't know if you're better describing it than I could, but it's basically like noises, accentuating noises from everyday items. So if you're, how would you say, Matt? Like you're um, you're filling up your coffee glass, and then you really are honing in on the sound of the coffee pouring. In. Yeah, that's a lot of ASMR artists, as they call themselves. You do that sort of thing, right? Clinking on glass. It's supposed to trigger this meridian response which is that feeling of i think that the best way to describe it is when you're getting a haircut and somebody's like kind of hovering over your head and you have that tingly feeling and it feels good but like a little strange almost like uh it reminds me of like reiki people who do reiki like the that kind of like you you're you're hovering over somebody's um skin but not touching and it, it has that kind of response it's the same feeling but triggered through sound so that kind of that give you that that sounds that give you that tingly brain feeling. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, mm. so this ASMR account is of this one person playing with these old toys. So some of my favorites: the 1993 McDonald's French fry maker, which is you put a bread into um, the quote unquote maker, and then you turn the 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 wheel or the crank, and it makes it, the bread into little thin fries. So that was a fun one. Um, Dr. Dreadful Alien Autopsy Lung Bug and Eye Experiment. So you make the goo for the, the alien and you do your own little autopsy. Were these toys uh, you had? Yes, I had all of these. They're my favorites. <laughs> you had the Dr. Dreadful Alien Autopsy Lung Bug? Hey, yeah, that was fun. You make the, the goop inside and yeah, I love all that kind of stuff. And then the yeah, poochie. Yeah, she remembers it. The yeah. poochie, uh, which is that little robot dog those were we had like three of them or something remember oh, that I had mom one of those two yeah i do yeah <laughs> you do i really i really wanted that to be like oh i'm living in sort of a jetson future i don't need a, a real pet i can have my robot dog or cat and i had the cat version myself and they were just useless they would just kind of walk around and hit the wall <laughs> yeah make a bunch of really loud barking noises uh, right would, yeah so, and then the final one, which I guess was controversial at the time, which I didn't realize, Midge, the pregnant Barbie. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. How did Midge, the pregnant Barbie, get lost to time? So tell me about Midge. <laughs> so she had this um, magnetic belly that you could just pull off. I included the video in our show notes, Mom, I don't think you can see it, but it has a little baby inside. And then you could uh, wrap up the baby in a blanket, it had a a crib and then also a changing station. So you can, when you flip the crib over, it turns into a changing station. I just love the fact that you could take the belly off off and on. That was fascinating. (laughs) That kind of fits. That was very high tech uh, back then. Yeah. Also your, your interest in alien autopsies too. So they're kind of, you know, on the same theme. 
Yeah, but I, I don't really care about the noises in this account. Uh, I just want to see the old toys being played with. It's really fun. It brings <laughs> me back. I want that I want to check this out. I, I need to see what Midge the pregnant Barbie looks like. <laughs> I don't think I never knew her, her name was Midge. I knew she was pregnant, <laughs> but I didn't know she was Midge. She was pregnant. Well, what an incredible... Who named her? Yeah. <laughs> Mo Sislak oh. from The Simpsons. As well as he's always calls, he always calls Marge Midge. Yeah. Uh, well, I hate... back in the day when I had Barbies, there was one. There was a Midge with her friend. You never really wanted her. You didn't really want to play with her. She was like a Midge, just a friend of Barbie's. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess she's gone through time, and now she's pregnant, or she was. Yeah, um, but any, So anyway, Mom. <laughs> so, Mom, now that we talked about what's making Man I feel cozy, let's turn it, the tables over to you. What's making you feel cozy this week? Well, it's finally gotten very cold here in New York. Um, well, but you're always cold when you come here, no matter what time of year. But it's officially cold weather. So I'm going to have my first fire of the season um, tonight. So I'm looking forward to that. What kind of fireplace do you have? Well, it's just a built-in fireplace. But as Jillian knows, I always decorate it for the season. So right now I've got all my leaves and I've got, um, you know, like acorns and all kinds of fall decorations. And then I have some scarecrows sitting there. I'll have to send uh, Jillian a picture um, of it. And um, so the whole fireplace is just a very cozy fall scene. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and we're, we're recording this before Thanksgiving. Is it going to transform after that into holiday decorations? Yes. I go big on Christmas. I know <laughs> I say every year that I'm putting less stuff out. Jillian does not believe me. But um, I really have toned it down. But I do the whole fireplace, yes, is a whole big Christmas with my stockings hanging and I've got um, all the garland and bows and yeah. Well, we'd Very love to nice. see it. If, if you have any photos we, and we have your permission I do. To, to post it on Instagram, I'm sure our listeners would love to see the mantle. Okay. Yeah, yeah I do. I always take pictures. And matter of fact, usually when I'm having a cozy fire, I'll send, uh, I'll send, send Jillian a picture of it and it in front of my fire. Nice. Yeah, with a glass of wine and Charlie. Before we kick off the interview with my mommy, let's dance our way back in time to the founding of the Rockettes. Although a beloved New York fixture, the iconic troupe came together almost a thousand miles away in St. Louis, thanks to choreographer Russell Markert. On a quest to create a group of dancers on uniformity and precision, per the Rockettes website, he finally found, founded in 1925 with 16 dancers. Markert eventually took his Missouri Rockettes to NYC, where they wowed theater bigwig S.L. Roxy Rothafel. The entrepreneur partnered with Markert to form similar dance troops, and in 1932, the Rockettes, under the stage name the Roxyettes, I guess he was full of himself, <laughs> debuted at the opening of Radio City Music Hall. Two years later, in 1934, they officially became the Radio City Music Hall Rockettes. Of course, the first decades of the Rockettes looked very different. The ladies performed dance numbers to accompany movie showings, which put a lot of stress and demand on the group. And by the 1950s, a 26-bed dormitory was open to accommodate the dancers as they kept up with the grueling schedule. Now I smell an HBO series. Oh, yeah, 100%. I could see this being a miniseries. Also, it's dance numbers to accompany movie showings. Like, I'm used to, like, you know, piano or organ playing or whatever, like, you know, music, adding music to the show, but we now we have live dancers. Isn't that distracting? <laughs> well, it's also there's I was in my research I found out that 
if a movie wasn't performing well, they would have to come up with new numbers because they were switching out movies. So it was really intense and just, yeah, really, really grueling. And then that brings us to um, the pay. So amid fights for better pay, this was, you know, on top of the ruling schedule, they weren't getting paid very well. They did score some good wins too, like performing at the Thanksgiving Day Parade in 1957. Throughout the years, you know, that's always something we all look forward to, their performance in that iconic parade. And in the 60s, the Rockettes experimented with costumes, casting a fun refresh over the troupe. So we're thinking hula skirts, just, you know, more modern outfits. However, things took a turn in the 1970s when Radio City almost closed and got demolished due to poor ticket sales. But petitions, fueled by a lot of love for the iconic Rockettes, saved the venue, earning it landmark status. That's something I didn't know. Glad it got saved. So how did the Rockettes become famously associated with Christmas? Well, in 1978, the group performed Rockette, a holiday tribute to Radio City Music Hall, which cemented its holiday status, despite the ladies putting on annual Christmas spectacular since 1933. From there, the Rockettes kept up its yearly Christmas spectacular, and in 1999, the group had a true renaissance. It's one of my favorite words, a renaissance. When Radio City opened up with stunning restorations, the show underwent some updates too, and instead of pre-recorded tapping from the dancers, they built them custom shoes so that audience could hear the real McCoy. <laughs> New musical renditions, including the iconic Santa Claus and his workshop number, got added, while famous designer Greg Barnes sprinkled in some of the magical costumes we love and know today. So those, yeah, those, those reindeer, reindeer costumes, yeah, the antlers are crazy. <laughs> yeah, so he, he brought a lot of magic to the show. Of course, the show is still evolving, as in 2022, the Rockettes Conservatory made its famous week-long intensive training program free so it could accommodate more dancers, and it lowered the height requirement to 5'5 instead of 5'6. So, now that we've tapped our way through the Rockettes' past and present, let's ride our sleigh over to Long Island to chat with resident radio expert Lisa, a.k.a. my mommy. (laughs) (laughs) Jillian has shared her love for the Rockettes thanks to you bringing her to the show annually uh, and she's talked about the Rockettes constantly on the show so I'm so glad that we have get to create a space here to really dive into this institution and your family's love for them and as we mentioned at the beginning of the show you've seen the show over 50 times and so I'm wondering over all the iterations of the Christmas Spectacular do you have a favorite era of the Rockettes that you would say, oh, that was the golden era of my, my favorite version of the show was this time? Well, I first started going in about 1990 and it was you know, very traditional. They did all their traditional songs and there was, so I really, really enjoyed it then. Um, and before people think I'm crazy that I'm some kind of a super fan where I'm one of the Rockettes, um, I don't know if Jillian mentioned <laughs> that, um, I owned a tour company, a bus tour company. And so I would do trips for the local libraries and for the senior citizens and the VFWs and the, all these kinds of uh, historical societies. And so annually, we would always do, everybody wanted to see the Christmas show. So I would buy my tickets, group tickets back in July. And, you know, we would do, I would guess how many, you know, how many groups that we had going. And so it'd be hundreds and hundreds of tickets. So I would wind up going to the show with my bus groups um, probably three times a week, um, every week after Thanksgiving until Christmas. 
So that's why I got to see the show so many times. And of course, then I would always do a yearly thing with the family where we would go in family and friends. I would get tickets for everybody when I was ordering back in July. And so we would go in and see the show. That's some important context, yeah, because yes. I, it, I think Jillian was, like, ready for everyone to believe that you just went, you're, like, by yourself. Like, you're... <laughs> yeah. I, I was starting to sound a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I, you know, I'm a, I am always wanted to be a rockette. I figured I was 5'9", I could pull it off. But, um, that could have been me. <laughs> yes, 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 it could have been me. But then it went through this, they were doing some kind of changes. And I don't know if you remember, Jillian, it was that one year where they decided to go mod Mm -hmm. and they were wearing those crazy like bright pink and lime green and oh yeah and the elves had the cell phones i know you don't really give up those cell phones but i think even one of the the barbie dolls reflected yes modern times she had the fairy wings and i'm mad i sent it to you she's wearing a pink leotard I think that was one of the more modern costumes. It wasn't very Christmassy. It almost looked like no. she was um, a Midsummer's Night Dream kind of thing. It was, it wasn't great. Yeah, so I didn't like it when they did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so you like the 90s then? Yeah. And actually, now it, it's gotten the last few shows, shows we saw, they came back to their traditional things. Going back to basics. So the, the, it's kind of been a return to form recently. Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, that's funny because it transitions into my next question. I actually mentioned that I was dancing with cell phones is something I didn't sense to you back then. And you mentioned another attempt at moder- modernization, and that's the recent introduction. Your words, fairy drones. But apparently, they're more like, I'm looking at it now, they're the frost fairies, and they look to be lights. Matt, do you think these are drones? I'm checking them out now in the video that you put in the link. No, I, I read it said drones. <laughs> it said drones. Also, it looked like a raquette was like holding one in her hand. Okay, let's see. So here. it could be like you know, like it reminds me a little bit of those um, that toy that you t- like pull the thing and and the fairy like twist yes. like a, like a top, and then you, there's that viral video of one going into a fireplace immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the kid opens it on Christmas and then fires it, and then it immediately goes and burns up in the fireplace. It kind of reminds me of that a little bit like a it makes sense, though. I mean, like the technology that has existed for a long time to have like little like, you know, flying doodads like kind of toys. So it really it looks really cool in terms of that. I like the idea of (laughs) when you said fairy drones, I really did imagine like a traditional looking drone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Exactly. They just like taped some fairy wings on it. Well, I did see that the New York Post reported that there are drones. So, eight drones, in fact. So we'll see what that looks like. Yeah, it's saying here that they're only one, they're 1.5 ounces each. Oh, And 14 inches long. That's hard to conceptualize, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we'll see. Will people pick it outside? Um, will they love it? Who knows? Maybe it'll become a yearly tradition. Mm-hmm. Until somebody gets hurt. They're crazy looking. They're little like fairy robots. <laughs> I <laughs> I just see one coming into the audience and not I, <laughs> not I going know. well. I I, I, <laughs> I for one welcome our new fairy overlords. All right. Fairy drones aside, going back in time to when you were taking the, the whole family to the show, do you have a favorite memory of Jillian specifically when she got to see the Rockettes, like a time that you took her 
to see the show and, and her reaction or something that happened on a trip? Yeah, well, you know, since there's a four-year span between Jillian and my next daughter, Peyton, she did get a lot of alone time to go in before everybody else kind of crowded in. So uh, we, we would go to the show, and I don't know if Jillian's ever mentioned the red coat that she had. Oh, no, she <laughs> I hasn't. I have. Okay. All right. It was this beautiful red corduroy coat. I still have it. I kept it. And it had this white fleece lining. And it had a muff that you put around your neck and you could put your hands in um, to keep them warm. And it had a little fun. It was adorable. Just Very uh, festive. Very, very festive. And um, Jillian loved it. And so whenever she put it on, she would always say that people were looking at her with jealous eyes. like Jillian that is that is the most Jillian thing that I could possibly imagine I mean, and I could, that, I could like see her saying that old. today you know I, I couldn't believe it she was looking at me with jealous eyes so you knew she was destined to be a writer with like that use of that beautiful use of language <laughs> and, and it's actually a tradition now we, we still say it anytime you know she gets something new or whatever we always say oh they're looking at you with jealous eyes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that's my memory of her wearing this beautiful coat. And now we're getting to go see the um, Radio uh, City Christmas show. And I actually took my mom. Um, my mom had passed away, you know, kind of young. Jillian was, was young when she passed away. So it's a nice memory for me because it was me taking my mom, who had never seen the Christmas show, because when we were young, we couldn't really afford to go in. Um, we had, there was four kids. It wasn't the type of thing that you would go in and, and do. Um, and my Parents weren't really, you know, they came, my father came from the city. They didn't want to go, they considered the city. So we really didn't go into the city much. So it kind of nice to take my mom for the first time and also take Jillian for the first time. And then always remembering her in that beautiful dress and a coat. That's really yes. beautiful. Do you, do you have yeah. any memory of that yourself, Jillian? Oh yeah. I mean, I remember going in and yeah, feeling really excited, really special. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I also, all the jealous eyes. All the jealous eyes. I also remember the <laughs> the Barbie dolls in intermission yes. going, seeing them on the wall with all the concession stuff and things they sold. And I think I, mom would ask you for it and yeah, you would say Santa would bring it and he always did. So I just had my Barbie dolls. I love those Barbie dolls. I love their outfits. So for those who don't have the context, the Barbie dolls would be wearing the outfit that the Rockettes wore that year. So um, it was always exciting. What kind of outfits are they going to have this year? What's the special outfit the Barbie will get? And that was always really special. Some outfits, you know, are better than others. But um, that was one of my favorite parts, parts for sure. But I also remember us alternating between the Christmas Spectacular and then the Scrooge. Yeah, the Christmas Carol had come out. That had all kinds of special effects. And I thought you guys would really like that. So we did. We started switching it off. And probably, too, because I had gone to see the Christmas show so many times. Um, it gave me a break to go see the Christmas Carol. You could probably like just reenact it yourself at that point. You could just <laughs> yeah. get on stage. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I did love that Christmas uh, Carol. And uh, as my own remember, I'd watched the, the video when I was a baby. Or yes. was like two. I at least love that. So... Always a big fan of A Christmas Carol. Yeah, she was. Matter of fact, um, my brother, I, you know, I was telling her how much she likes the show, The Christmas Carol, when she really was only like about three years old. And I would say to her, tell Uncle Phil who um, Scrooge's business partner is, Jacob Marley, 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There really is something so cozy about going into the city around the holidays and seeing all the decorations and uh, with the window displays and the department stores. Yeah. And then going into these like holiday institutions of, of shows that are only available around that time. It's, it's such a great tradition. Yeah. And we'd stay overnight and mm-hmm. uh, go out to dinner. So it was always really, really fun. And we still do, did that up until high school, I think. I, mean, I forgot even when we tapered off. Even into college. Yeah. Into college yeah. too. Make a whole night of it, whole whole fest. So it's always really fun. Yeah, I think we went like even like right before COVID. I think we went back that Christmas. Yeah. So, Mom, you mentioned your former business, Daydream Tours, and taking the senior groups to see the show ten times a season. Can't <laughs> yes. imagine seeing that many times. Mm-hmm. So, what was special about seeing the show through the senior citizens' eyes? And were there ever any Christmas hijinks? They all loved it. At the end, they loved that living nativity. That was the the big the big thing for them. Um, so, you know, it was kind of like a spiritual thing for them. A lot of them, you know, you know, were pretty old. Well, they're probably my age. At the time Your when age. I was young, they, they, they seemed they seemed pretty old. Um, <laughs> but they, you know, they they really really enjoyed the show. You know, busloads of them coming in, and it was funny too because sometimes we would pull up, and not everybody could make it. We'd have we'd have a couple of empty people and some no shows, and the scalpers used to pull up to the buses and ask if we had any um, extra tickets. People didn't show up. Wow, hot show! Did that happen often? Like people were like ready to pounce on the tours, like knowing that there yeah. might be some surplus. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Did you did you give them extra tickets if you had them? Well, I wouldn't want to sell the tickets because, of course, that would be um, illegal. But yeah. <laughs> But we would give them, if we did, then whoever was missing, at least they would get some of their money back, because otherwise it's non-refundable. So, yeah, so we would just, you know, they would get them Uh, for a song. Yeah. Okay. And I think Jillian, um, I told her how we lost one of our senior citizens one year. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) How did that happen? Well, it's harder to corral them than it is children. It's just, they have a mind of their own. They're going to go wherever they want to go. They're going to do whatever they want to do. But um, I took them in for the tree lighting. So we saw the Radio City uh, Christmas show. We went out to dinner. And then actually, I think we used to do a sunset supper (laughs) at Windows on the World. Mm. And then we took them over to the tree lighting so they could see the tree lighting. And I told them exactly where to meet the bus because you can't pull up that close. It was about four blocks away. And I was going to meet them on the corner and then walk them all down to the bus. And of course, I did a head count on the bus, and we were missing one. And I'm trying to find her. I'm running all around, up and down the streets, trying to look for this woman. And finally, I had to get a policeman. And um, he said, all right, well, let me come on board, and I'll get a description, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll find this woman. So I said, it's really not going to work out. I can guarantee you that. They're not going to be much help. And sure enough, he gets on, and each one – she had red hair. No, she had no hair. She had a red coat. No, she had a blue coat. She was fat. She was bald. She was... So, so he, his mouth is hanging open and he's going, oh my God, you're right. He goes, I can't get anything straight out of these people. It, it, long story short, it turned out that she got nervous. She thought we left without her. She found a limousine company and took a limo home. Oh, wow. In style. 
Yes. How luxurious. <laughs> wow. Oh, there is the Long Island Railroad that would have just taken her home for ten, for $10, but uh, she spent 100 bucks and took the, the limousine home. <laughs> oh, good for her. Maybe it's a story that I'm sure it's passed on through her family. Exactly. So was, so was the ride back horrifying? You're like, I'm leaving and somebody behind? Like, what is the... Yeah, it's it actually... It, it, it's not the first time that that has happened either. Just <laughs> they get very um, nervous if they don't see like the you know the bus at a certain point, and they'll just another woman. She actually did take the Long Island Railroad home. Let me tell you something. That was that was a job. I mean, just taking them all in. Sometimes yeah. I would have you know three buses at a time, so that's about 120 senior citizens trying to corral them. And when we were at the <laughs> the Sunset Supper at Windows on the World, the one time. These two elderly women come, came over to me while we we're, you know, about to get our food. And they said, listen, Lisa, we have to go to the bathroom, but we don't want to miss it when they turn the lights on. Do you know what time they're going to turn the lights on? In New York City, because it's a, a master switch that goes on. <laughs> and I said, I said, well, they don't all go on at once. But yeah, so it oh was. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, very interesting taking them all. So when you were bringing the, the groups through it, and you've seen it like you had seen it in these iterations so many times. Did you have like a, a number that was your personal favorite? It's the uh, parade of the wooden soldiers. And that's their classic one where they, um, they do that uniform dancing where they're all dressed like the wooden soldiers with the big, you know, hats and everything. And it's just unbelievable. The things they're able to do, like form these lines and make these turns. And of course, at the end, when they shoot the cannon and they do that very, very slow fall and each one has to do everything so perfectly so they don't all collapse at once like a row of dominoes and they just slowly, slowly go down. That's always been my favorite. I think that's probably a lot of people's favorite. Yeah, yeah. No, Jillian shared a video of a show and that was just my favorite part too. Like the, the, chore- the choreography of them falling mm-hmm. was beautiful. Yeah, it always made me so nervous and I would look to see the little signs of shaking and I I think, oh, this this is the time they're all going to mess it up and fall, but they never did. I've never seen them fall. All the times I've seen it, I never one time did I see that. A couple of times I remember there was, it looked like it was going to happen, but they they picked it up. Yeah, I just like, yeah, they really are. I mean, my favorite is always when they're in their finery and they're in, their seasonal outfit, their costume of the season, and they're just doing the straight up tapping. Uh, the click and the clack is always so fun. That's what I remember when I think about it, the show. The ice skating rink they do, they, that comes up from like where the um, orchestra is, and then they have the oh, ice yeah. skaters. I like when they're, they're the Santas too. Oh, yeah, all the dancing Santas. All the dancing Santas, yeah. Yep. Jillian, did you have a favorite memory, like, of all the times you had gone as a child or even as an adult? Like, did you, you know, anything stick out to you with your mom when seeing the Radio City Rockettes? I think it was just the anticipation was always so cozy that it was an, an, a, a big event. And when the the orchestra starts to play and the lights go dim, that was always so thrilling and mom i don't remember in the 90s if they did this but they had that you're flying through new york city yes in the sleigh they still do that yeah they still do that so that was really fun too it felt you're you know you're flying through the city and it's just the the best opener the enthusiasm is so strong and then santa claus comes out and yeah i I mean i was just always so impressed by the rockettes they're just beautiful and, and glamorous to me and the precision was always amazing. Like I said, that tapping, 
those clickety clacks <laughs> <laughs> was always so engaging then getting the doll and so it carried on through christmas too because i would always expect to open up the rocket barbie doll every I, from start to finish it was a thrill i think you know, as I got older, it got a little bit repetitive, repetitive because I've seen the show so many times. Nothing compared to you, Mom. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I would love to go back now, which brings me to my next question. So for those who don't know, my mom is a new grandparent. Uh, we have baby Finn. Congratulations. My, my sister's son. And so you already bought Finn a robe for his New York City overnight stay mm-hmm. for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so he's too young to go this year. But what are you most looking forward to when he is old enough to go and seeing the show through his eyes? Oh, I can't wait for that again because it's so much. I had it with each of you girls each time you got to see the show for the first time. So to have him see that, have that excitement, because it really makes you really makes you feel like Christmas is here. So I just can't wait for that. So, yes, I will splurge and we'll all go <laughs> with Finn so we can all watch him. And he can wear those, um, those 3D glasses. For the, oh, yes, the 3D glasses. Yeah. Yes, I have yeah. pictures of uh, you, uh, Shailen, and uh, Peyton sitting in a row with your 3D glasses on. Yeah, that was really fun. So in the opener, that's how you're flying through New York City. Yeah. And that's another thing. As a tip is that um, after they do that and Santa Claus comes out, he actually, if you're in the theater, you want to stay on the right-hand side, and there's a space in between the first uh, orchestra and then the back orchestra, and then Santa Claus always comes in from the right-hand side and facing the theater. And then he comes down that row and he shakes the kids' hands. So those are the best seats to have. So mm-hmm. we're going to try to grab those seats for Finn. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. the hot tip. It's good to know, you know, where Santa's tip. coming through in the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let me know when y'all are going again. I'm going to uh, make sure I come down and sell some tickets off of a tour group. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to come with us. I mean, we get a whole whole event um as we were talking mom another cozy favorite memory popped up i always loved reading the programs and reading the backstories of who was performing so seeing the rockettes say this is my first show i'm you know hi to oklahoma my family in oklahoma we thought that was so cool. yeah just even the main actor who would in the sugar plums the uh, what's that number where she wakes up from a dream and she's dancing with the bears is that uh the next part Yes, the Nutcracker. There you go. Um, that was one of my, my favorite scenes. So I would have loved to see the the child star who was playing it that year. And I always thought that was so impressive and, and neat. That, that was one of my favorite numbers, too, the Nutcracker scene. Mm-hmm. Those big bears. Well, Mom, <laughs> I, you know, it, it's been so lovely going down memory lane with you, getting your Rockettes expertise. Is there anything else you would like to... Um, share with us before you tap away? No, but you know, I just, just thought of, when you're talking about how the whole experience of it, I think at Radio City, which is different than anything else, they have that great organ. So if they oh, yeah. play, start playing that organ music and then you know that the show is about to start, that's the real exciting moment of that. Yes, that's, I confuse it with the orchestra, but it's the organ and that yeah. I, can, I can still hear it in my, mm-hmm. my head and I yeah. can see the Radio City Music Hall. And I didn't know that, the venue had gone through a modernization in the nineties or just a restoration, if you will, and that it, it really was brought back to its beauty from the thirties. Yeah. It's a great theater. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just such a great theater. Yeah. It's amazing to see such a, an iconic show in such a beautiful space as well. Mm-hmm. The, the combo is, is part of it. 
Yeah. It just feels Christmassy as soon as you walk in. It just feels really yeah. does. Well, thanks again for taking right, the time so to join it. us. This has been <laughs> such an amazing treat. That's it. Honestly, truly, Julian and I like have made it a mission to have our parents on the show. So thank you for making our dream come true by yeah. coming on and talking to us about the Rockettes and, and most importantly, Jillian's memories and or your memory of seeing the show with Jillian and all the jealous eyes that were yes. on her beautiful coat. Yes. I will look for a photograph of her in that coat. And if I yes, can't find please. one of her in the coat, <laughs> I do have the coat. I will take a picture of it. Yes. yes. Okay. Thank you. Love that. Maybe Finn will wear it. <laughs> Maybe. You look cute in it. He would. What an incredible treat, not only to learn so much about the Radio City Rockettes. I had no idea that they were originally from St. Louis, which is used to be really cool. I didn't know either. To get to have your mom on the show is amazing. I'm so glad we got to chat with her. Yeah, that was really an early Christmas treat. She, Like I said... She is the spirit of of Christmas, not only for the Rockettes, but for her decorating the house and just making it so special for us every year with getting us those special presents like the Barbie dolls, the Rockettes. And so uh, to have her on and to have her share her love for the Rockettes and then the special memories that she made with us is it's really great. I don't know how many times I can say special, but it's special. It is very <laughs> um, special. And, and, yes, and it's, it's you know, special. it's so clear the attention that you pay to, to decorating for the season, making sure things are festive and really creating, being such an expert at creating special memories, how much that comes from your mom. That's like such a, it was great to see the through line there in terms Aww. of the amazing uh, energy that your family has around the holidays and, and making sure everyone feels seen and special. Oh, that's really sweet, Matt. You said it. It said it beautifully, um, better than I could. But yeah, and for her to brave our our podcast, because apparently she's never listened to an episode. So um, her being <laughs> on here, I hope, inspires her to listen to the show. And and you know, please be um, patient with her her audio. I know she's on an old computer, so she's doing her best. Also, I think it's important that we have the like, authentic audio that a mom would have <laughs> going yeah. into a podcast. <laughs> And yeah. we need to have my mom on too, so that she can we also do. start listening to our show. Uh, <laughs> get the moms on, maybe both of them at the same time. It's the only way to get them to listen. I don't know. I don't know if they're ashamed of us or. <laughs> so. I don't know what it is? Yeah, she's like, well, it's nice to hear, um, see what you do. I know. <laughs> yeah, this well, is it. <laughs> they're probably afraid. Like they don't. They don't want to know what yeah, we talk about on right. on our 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 sick program. <laughs> um, Talking about toys. Um, exactly. Yeah. Our, our light bright. All right. Well, that was, as Julian said, an amazing holiday treat. Mm-hmm. Let's cool down with some soothing sounds. Julian, what sound is soothing you this week? My pick isn't Christmas oriented, so maybe I should have done something. No, no, no. I, 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 show. People probably could use a break. And also, they're not going to get a break because I mine is Christmas oriented. So, <laughs> my pick is Line of Sight uh, from the band Planes. They just released their debut album in October. It's called I Walked with You a Ways. And if you're familiar with, uh, you might be familiar with this name, Waxahachie's. Yeah, Katie I love Crutchfield. that band. Yeah, and so she is it the formed, lead singer. 
Yes. And she formed a band. Well, not, not with, um, planes. It's a, it's a duo. I think Katie in terms of marketing is put out there as the, as the main face, uh, cause her counterpart is Jess Williamson. And so they collaborated and my partner Jay is a huge Waxahachie fan, saw her when she was playing in coffee houses. And so she took me to a show and I have to admit, I prefer Plains or Waxahachie and I really got into Waxahachie, but uh, Plains is more my, my jam. And so this song reminds me of Desert in the Winter, which I find really cozy and that bigness of being so small. And it makes sense because there's a line in there that says driving west in the stillest peace. And I just think for some reason, at least for me, more so than being in the East Coast in the holidays, the sending it in, in the West Coast in this this kind of climate, not the palm trees, but the, the more the desert vibes is super cozy and makes me feel peaceful and just really at um, feeling so still and, and calm. So I think this song just reminds me of that. Well, that's a fantastic intro. Let's take a listen to Line of Sight by Planes. so beautiful and powerful soothing. yeah yeah it's it's very soothing to me so i don't know this is just a, a desert song in winter for me and i that's just like i said very cozy to me so it doesn't fit the season you know in an outward way but personally it does for me this is a song for any season it's very yeah it's a great song well, what are you listening to i'm listening to a new christmas song again Ooh. and it's called We Should Be Together by Rosie Thomas. And she wrote it with her husband, Jeff Shoup. And Rosie also has a, another Christmas album from um, about a decade ago, uh, 2008, A Very Rosy Christmas. That's worth checking out. But what drew me to this song in this moment was that it features Sufjan Stevens. And I love Sufjan Stevens's Christmas songs. And this is like the first reemergence of... I think the both of them coming back to making some Christmas music. So mm. let's take a listen to We Should Be Together by Rosie Thomas featuring Sufjan Stevens. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's a sweet holiday song it, you know it kind of has that like underlying uh melancholy that i think the both of them <laughs> bring to their their folk music but in a really pretty way it feels almost like kind of that anticipatory feeling of getting to see someone special that you have been away from and mm -hmm. uh the holidays are a way to come back together again no, I thought it, the vocals are so stunning, and I think this would be perfect for a snowy, I say a snowy, lonely day, but a cozy being by yourself and just playing it. It's really beautiful, and it's just like the female Sufjan Stevens. Yeah, the voices sound so similar. <laughs> it's a very romantic song. It is. It really is. All right, Jillian. So, um, not only are we getting down with some soothing sounds, but we are sniffing on a new candle that we're reviewing today. 
Jillian, yes. what is that candle and how does it smell? Well, I chose Project 62's Tea Tree and Spearmint Candle. It also has scents of peppermint and rosemary. So it's a combination of the four. Peppermint, tea tree, spearmint, and rosemary. I don't know why they only led in the title of the candle with those two scents, but maybe that's the strongest sense, and that's why they led with it. It's a very tall candle. It's like a beige white, I would say, a mix between. It's not a very festive candle, and that's kind of why I, I chose it, to be honest. I didn't want to tree scented overbearing candle and I thought this looked really lovely so let the decorations do the work and then just have this beige white tall candle mm. kind of hold, pulling it all all together and letting that shine don't go overboard with with the, the red and green and whatnot yeah so the smell I was a little afraid because I thought it was going to smell like my cleansing shampoo the tea tree <laughs> <laughs> But really, I think it's a very nice light scent. And peppermint, of course, is such a iconic smell of the season. And that's coming through strongly. It's not too overwhelming with the tea tree. It's a wick up for me. It's just a light pepperminty smell that's it's really enjoyable. I, I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds invigorating. Does it give you, like, any energy? Yes. Is it energizing? Yeah, it's definitely a candle that if you're preparing a feast for your family or having friends over wrapping gifts. This is put this on. It will energize you. And that's actually what it's built. That's what it's built for uh, in the description. It says gives you an energetic boost. So definitely invigorating, not going to be too sugary or put you to sleep. I think it's a lovely candle and it's going to give you a good bang for your buck for, for sure, because it is so tall. There's a lot, lot to it. Let's see. 10.5 ounces. Uh, If you can visualize in that, that in your head that's how, how many <laughs> ounces are in that candle that's what it is yeah wake up for me i'm i'm into it i, I want to try this candle yes definitely i could if it in a stocking too it could me knock someone out with it so I yeah <laughs> sometimes it's it's tricky putting heavier things in stockings like i i always feel yeah. like i'm at the risk of like making the i know usually stocking holders are pretty heavy themselves Mm-hmm. But I'm always a little worried that, like, I'm going to just completely put something too heavy in and then overnight it's all going to fall and, like, break the floor. Be a uh, disaster. <laughs> yeah, by the way, this, this is 10 bucks. So that is... Maybe wrap it. Stucking stuff for... Yes. Right, yeah, maybe wrap this one. Put so it in a bag. do the math on that, I guess it's a, a dollar per ounce. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be forthcoming here and say that I got this um, Kindle at Target because it, Target just opened near my house. So it's very thrilling to go and I, I didn't want to get the typical threshold um, yeah you know I wanted to try something different and but it was still holiday themed so it's in walking distance I can walk there in a minute so it's, it's truly a thrill that's good to know that it's available there it's you know easy easy to get and stuff yeah I I've been there every almost every day since it's opened <laughs> I, I'm not even like a big target fan I think it's just the fact that I can walk to something and I always forget something. So just to go back and pop in. Um, and then they have the same people working there cause I haven't staffed it fully yet. So they know me and I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> Maybe oh, just stay away I'm... from target. <laughs> Does someone follow you around the store? <laughs> I think at some point, well, there's that lady again. She's sniffing all the candles. All right. Well, that does it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed 
kicking back with us and learning about the Rockettes from Jillian and her mom. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to all the folks who are leaving us five-star reviews on Spotify Mm -hmm. um, in particular. It's so great to see the little star pop up now when you go to our show on Spotify. A little plug, I mean, the reviews, they do help other people find our show because it helps us appear, I'm told, you know, more readily in the search for podcasts if there are more reviews. So if you haven't already, we would love to hear from you. Leave us a review on wherever you listen to this podcast. Either on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a written review, which we'll read on the show if you um, leave it there. But also Spotify is extra easy because you can't write a review as far as I know. I think you just can do the stars. So if you have a Spotify account, go ahead and check out our show there and give us a click. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be wonderful. Help other people find the show. So shout out to everyone doing that. Thank you. Thank you to all of our patrons on Patreon for supporting the show. You can join the Cozy Crew at any level that feels right to you. By doing so, you can get access to exclusive bonus episodes for our book club. And even if you join at the pillar level, an all things cozy mug. So you can do that by going to patreon.com slash all things cozy. And of course, you can connect with us on social media at all things cozy podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you all again for joining us. We are going to be back in your ears in just two more weeks with our Christmas spectacular with some very special guests who I'm sure you can guess (laughs) who they'll be. Uh, Join us in a couple weeks for that. Until next time, stay stay cozy. cozy.